Welcome to the Life Right Here, Inner Medicine Tools for Present Moment Living. I'm your host, Emma Waters, yoga teacher, educator, and inner medicine coach. We'll explore all things yoga, Ayurveda, and contemplative practice to give you practical tools and insight to reduce overwhelm, soothe the nervous system, and remind you of who you are at your core, right here in this moment. The Life Right Here is your weekly prescription of peace, presence, and power. Let's tune in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 32 of the Life Right Here podcast. This was meant to come out last week. I'm so sorry, but I've been through a bit of a wobbly period lately, which I'm going to discuss here because I want to keep this podcast real and relatable and actually show by my own example how I try to get back on track when I'm feeling a little off-center, or in this case, way off-center, because it happens to everybody. So this episode will involve a little bit of storytelling about what was going on for me last week when I had to give up on the podcast coming out, and then some real-life practical application of yoga and Ayurveda that I put into practice in my own life and which has made me feel much better and maybe of use to you in this season of autumn, hopefully. Truth be told, there has been a major butter imbalance going on here for the last little while. And I don't just mean in our society (laughs) because there is there too. I mean in my own life. Despite my awareness and attempts to balance it out, But first, I want to talk a little bit more about vata in Ayurveda. Last episode, I spoke of autumn being the vata season, meaning that vata dosha can become easily imbalanced during autumn because autumn inherently displays the qualities of vata. Cool, dry, light, rough, subtle, mobile, and it's been really windy here clear. There's more of a sense of space in autumn and that wind here has had a big impact on me. It's one of the reasons, but there's others as well. (laughs) The air element is whipped up into a frenzy when it's so windy. And the elements that make up Vata Dosha, air and ether or space, are closely connected to and deeply impact the mind. So this is often where increased or too much vata plays out in the mental field, and it definitely did for me. The word dosha is a Sanskrit word, and it literally translates as fault or defect or that which can cause problems. (laughs) The doshas are one of the foundational concepts in the tradition of Ayurveda, and in essence, They are energetic forces or functional principles that help us to understand ourselves and the world around us. And Ayurveda teaches that health problems, whether physical or mental, are energetic problems in the mind-body complex. As David Frawley says, they're not personal or moral failings. Sometimes we can feel like they are, can't we? Particularly being a yoga teacher. I feel like it's a 
moral failing if I have anxiety. (laughs) But rather, he says, it's an inability to harmonize the forces within us. And it really was for me. I was unable to do it until I stopped. So knowing what dosha is imbalanced within you helps you to harmonize these inner forces to balance the energies of the body. And the seasons can create different imbalances in the doshas within us because of the qualities we become surrounded by during that season. And so there's three doshas. You might know this. Vata, as already mentioned, Pitta and Kappa. And they are all essential to our physiology. No dosha is superior to another. Each of them has a specific set of functions in the body. But when they're out of balance, too much or too little, they wreak havoc. And that is what Vata Dosha has been doing this past week for me. The havoc was real in my mind (laughs) and in my life. I can laugh about it now, but I can tell you I was not laughing last week. There were many, many tears. So when Vata is too high... This excess of air element causes instability and agitation in the mind. Because like vata, the mind is composed of air and ether elements too. So excessive thinking or worrying or feeling like our problems are worse than they actually are. That was going on for me. There are signs of a vata imbalance. And we become overly sensitive and reactive and take things too personally. Like I just felt like I'm a loser. Everyone's against me. (laughs) And one symptom I've just read in David Frawley's book, Ayurveda and the Mind, which I've read before, but I'm just glancing back over it. And it made me laugh out loud because it said this, when Vata is high, we're prone to premature or inappropriate action that may aggravate our problems. And the reason I laughed at that is because when I'm experiencing a significant vata imbalance, as I have been the past week, probably longer, but it was acute this past week, I just start thinking, I'm just going to throw it all in. Why even bother? I don't want to do this anymore. I'll just look for an office job. Admin. Admin sounds amazing. And I was actually Googling admin jobs a couple of nights ago at midnight. Now... (laughs) Some of you can't imagine, particularly if you come to my yoga classes, you probably cannot imagine me doing that. But yes, that's what happens to me when I don't pay enough attention to keeping Vata in check. And I know that anyone with their own business listening to this has probably been there Googling jobs on Seek, (laughs) on the brink. But I love the wording prone to premature or inappropriate actions, because that is exactly what I'm like. The decision to quit yoga teaching and coaching would actually be more than inappropriate. It would actually be devastating. But a vata imbalance when you're in it, I just, it feels like a tornado to me. You're spinning, there's so much air flying around and you don't know where the ground is. And probably everyone else is getting sucked up in it around you but you're so spaced out you wouldn't even realize and so I can joke about it but what were my symptoms this might just bring it to life I feel a little more for you 
So for me, it was some major anxiety and feel feeling like everything I do is wrong. <laughs> some really negative self-talk, like you're a loser and it's awful. Why are you even bothering with all this? And just overall excessive thinking about everything. Personally, a sign for me is when my bedroom floor is scattered with at least 20 different books and I'm reading little bits out of each one but never fully finishing them. And yeah, that was definitely happening. But I'm not solid at picking up on that cue yet. It's I'm starting to see it's a real pattern. When my bedroom floor is covered in books, Emma, Vata is out. <laughs> Stop and start to pick up the books. I'm getting better at noticing that. Panic and fear were factoring in there, particularly at night time, and for no valid reason. I've got nothing to panic about, and generally I don't have a lot of fears. Also, my sleep has been interrupted. The past week I was waking super early, finding it hard to get back to sleep, and I've even had a few twitches going on in my eye, and then my limbs a couple of times have twitched in bed. And so putting all these together took me a moment as I said it's you're in the tornado and I was just feeling off unsettled just felt like I was anxious but when I look at this list it's clearly a vata imbalance and so what were the main things that caused this just to illustrate this further too much travel I think I mentioned that despite my awareness around what travel can do to my system, and I have a highly sensitive system, I still said yes to three trips in a two-week period. I will not do that again. I have been quite irregular in my meals of late. My appetite has been all over the place. I've been drinking more coffee than suits my constitution. The wind, as I said, it's a big factor. And actually, when we're away, my nephew Harry said something like if I could just stop the wind forever I would do it (laughs) and I agreed with him me too Harry I hate the wind he is likely high in vata dosha as well I didn't say that to him he would think I was really odd (laughs) he's 16 perimenopause is another biggie here if you're around my age and I'm 45 turning 46 this might be a big one for you. I don't truly know if it's begun yet for me. It's starting, I think. I've noticed a difference in my emotions about a week out from menstruating, which is different for me. I'd always just feel really sad the day before my period, and then it would shift. But the anxiety is a different kettle of fish and one I will take more seriously because menopause is a time of change. It begins It's called the Vata season of life as we age and symptoms will mainly be of high Vata during perimenopause. So things like the anxiety and insomnia. Now, autumn may have some part in this, but also it was the, that silly choice, I think, to go on the three separate trips (laughs) to Trips by aeroplane, a significant amount of driving. Um, That just tipped me over the edge and I've learned my lesson. So what did I do? 
and what do I think has helped most? The first thing was just cutting back my to-do list, just taking the pressure off. That was why the podcast didn't come out last week. I could have pushed through and got one out, but I've seen the extremes of Vata imbalance in the past and I didn't want to go back down that road. I started to reflect and just apply a few underlying concepts that the tools and techniques of balancing Vata are based on. And I love these words, routine, warmth, serenity, nourishment. I'm going to repeat them because they're so lovely. Routine, warmth, serenity, nourishment. And I think I love those words so much because I naturally have a fair bit of vata dosha in my constitution. So how can I bring routine? Bedtimes, waking times, meal times. I rugged up when going out. I made sure I had something on my feet, which is very rare. And it is that transition from summer where I barely wear shoes to autumn that I get caught out with that. I found space to be quiet or to chant mantra, which always calms me down. And I started writing in my journal again, just seeing what's going on in there, in that tornado mind. I made ghee. It's so easy to make. And the process actually calms me down, just the smell of it. It's great in autumn to have ghee as it brings just this oiliness or another word often used in Ayurveda, unctuousness. Just counteracts dryness and brings hydration to the tissues. I cook with it, but I also just have a teaspoon morning and night. I love the taste of it. And after my worst night of symptoms, I woke up and I just went online and bought some Ayurvedic oil to put onto my body. It's a vata pacifying oil with special herbs in it, a lovely scent for self-massage. And I've been applying that liberally each day since. I've also been doing yoga nidra every second day. And I tell you, I feel so much better for it. I'm also cutting back on caffeine. I do this regularly. I can't handle it on a daily basis. A few times a week is enough for me. And I also personally have to take care with what I'm reading. Being highly sensitive, I live books as I'm reading them and I found a beautiful author Holly Ringland I read her book in the holidays the seven skins of Esther Wilding and it was I just loved it and so I got her other book the lost flowers of Alice Hart which is incredible too but it's quite disturbing at the start and so I've just had to take a break from that so just monitoring what you're taking in on tv music wise reading and on social media and then reprioritizing my pranayama practice of nadi shodhana alternate nostril breathing and just slow deep breaths long exhalations and that looking back i hadn't realized was a bit disturbed by my travels it's key for me pranayama but i think the biggest general overall tip is to slow your pace right down. If you're relating to anything in this or feeling anxious, overthinking, 
mess everywhere, <laughs> slow down. It was like I just had to become the eye of the storm or the tornado. I've been reading one book at a time, tidying up my space to feel less chaotic, staying off social media and just reassuring myself there's no rush and everything's working out. And I must say, pottering around in my new home yoga space that is finally finished, I'm just waiting on some shutters for one of the windows, that's just been really peaceful and calming. Just spending time at home. It's a lovely space to work from and I can't wait to start actually planning some sessions to hold there with small groups and one-on-one clients. I hope this episode doesn't feel like too much of a repeat on the previous episode, but I thought it relevant since I'd just done the episode on autumn being the Vata season and how to maintain balance in autumn and then for me to go completely out of whack in terms of balance and feel actually fairly taken aback by it. I just wanted to share that even someone who teaches this and loves this wisdom can be taken down by essentially what it was is doing too much, too much movement and busyness. But it's so empowering when you have these tools at hand to just hit pause and think, okay, I know what to do here, so just do it. Have a wonderful week and I'd love to hear from you. Was there anything in this episode you can relate to? Your physical space getting chaotic or maybe that's mirroring your internal space or maybe some anxiety or sleeplessness. Have you tried any of these tips and what works for you? I'll see you next week, my friends. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to support the podcast I'd love it if you subscribed and maybe even leave me a review. Share it with friends too. And if you do that on Instagram or Facebook, be sure to tag me at Jala, J-A-L-A, yoga and coaching. All one line. (laughs) I love seeing your response and takeaways. And I'm so glad I didn't follow through with my inappropriate or premature action and throw in my business and quit yoga teaching. (laughs) Thank goodness for Ayurveda. I can't tell you how many times this wisdom has saved my erratic behind. (laughs) Okay, my loves. Bye for now. Bye.